Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Wow. Wow. This part is titled Jonah Runs from the Lord. First of all, now close your Bibles. 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 Nice. Jonah Runs from the Lord. I didn't know you could. How you do that? I didn't know you could do that. How could you? Do you know you could do that? Guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you could probably tell that the camera qualities are actually kind of fire. Because the Lord has blessed. And now we're in 4K. So if you listen to us, you're missing out. Ooh. But then at the same time, you're getting the same amount of wisdom. And we bless you. And thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Welcome back to the In The Fire podcast. This is Danny Boy. This yes. is Lewis Boy. Yes. Lewis did not put his phone on. Do not chill, sister. We actually chill, love that. Call chill, him out. Call him out. Call him out. Call him out. Chill, him chill, out. Chill, chill, chill. But uh, yeah, welcome back. If you're new around here, this is the In The Fire podcast where we talk about um, the lives of young adults and and how God impacts us. And just talking about books in the Bible, studying them together, finding uh, truth, uh, learning about truth. We're, we're in this walk together with you guys. Yo. Yep. So we're just out here talking to you guys, yep. fellowship, learning, educating, sharpening together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so you want to check out the most important link in our description, that being the Patreon link, a.k.a. the family. If you want to join us, it is an awesome time for you guys to come, be a part of the family, prayer. Uh, keeping each other accountable, mm. um, fire groups, which is uh, where we do some Bible study together, pray together. It is a beautiful time. You do not want to miss out. Check out that link in the description. But today, you know, we heard your feedback on yes, the first yes. two, the book, um, not the, I almost said the book of Daniel, but. Wow. Wow. That was last week, brother. Get your head out of the, the, the Daniel book, brother. Like, yeah, but not, okay. I. We talk about uh, David fighting Goliath in Ooh. two episodes ago. Then Ooh. we talk about Daniel and the lions. Then today Banger we are episodes. talking about Fishy Boy. Wait, Aquaman? Okay. Let me see. Hey. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Y'all hey. have to know who I'm Aquaman. talking about. Today What's we're talking fishy? about Jonah. Oh, okay. okay. Prophet okay. Jonah. Prophet oh, okay, of okay. God okay. Jonah. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. How much of a prophet really is he? What? <laughs> I don't do not <laughs> do that. No, no, this We're not about to bash Jonah on this episode. No, 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 no disrespect to Jonah. But that is what we're talking about today. So if you Jonah. guys want to follow along with us, pull out your Bibles. Yes. Hopefully it's a hard copy. If you have a soft copy, no, soft, yeah, digital copy. We're not bashing you, but just, you know, a hard copy is actually kind of dope. No? Dude. Anyways, right, it, and if me. you're driving. Maybe don't. Just, just, we'll read it for you so just you'll be good. In, just tune in, listen yeah. in. You'll be okay. Let the Lord speak to you. Have yeah. an open heart to receive. Anyways, enough enough talking. Enough talking. We're going to keep talking. Yeah, you're right. So nice. let's open up to the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah. So who's Jonah? Why is Jonah? How is Jonah? And why should we respect him? Asking me? Yeah. Jonah, he's a prophet. What's a prophet? A person who speaks on God's behalf. Mm-hmm. 
God speaks to the prophet, the prophet mm. relays the message. Mm. And Jonah is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Now, we're about to read about him and how his how God spoke to him. And don't want to spoke too much already, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it. But we're going to read about how he responded to God speaking to him and giving him a purpose on what he should do. And we're going to read that right now. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoke too much. We're about to get into it. So I think, I think we without further in. ado, let's just jump into I it. I think we could jump in. it's about to get. Yeah. God's about to speak. And we need ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to open to receive. Amen, so, amen, amen. Let's get, it, let's get it done. I mean, we all, we also. I mean, Jonah is also mentioned in Second Kings um, yeah, as a as a time yeah. where he prophesies on the Lord's behalf, mm. and, and and to a king, and then not to mention that Jesus himself mm. talks about Jonah. He does yeah in, in Matthew, and says you know um, you know Jonah. I mean, basically, Jesus spoils the whole thing, but he says, like, <laughs> you know, Jonah talks uh, to the, um, the the Nineveh people, the, Nin- the Ninevites, yeah, and they turn from their ways, yeah. But somebody greater than Jonah is here, and you don't mm. turn from your ways. So Jesus kind of bashes on them. He says, "Yo, I am greater than Jonah, and you don't even listen to me." Oof. Oof. Now, now, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, bye, bye, bye. This part is titled "Jonah Runs from the Lord." First of all, now close your Bibles. 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 Nice. We're, we're about to get into it, bro. What, we're about what? to get it. Jonah runs from the Lord. I didn't know you. Could, how you do that? I didn't know you could do that. How could you? Do you you could do that? All right, let's find out how he does it. Come right, on, come on, come on. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son, son of Aminitai. Nice. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. What? What? No, 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 no. First of all, some background on Nineveh. Okay, go for it. Nineveh is horrible. Yeah. Nineveh very, very is wicked city. very wicked. Capital city, by capital the way. city of Assyria. It. It is a place they were brutal. Yep. They were awful. Mm-hmm. They did not leave people alive. They kind of just murdered people. They didn't they didn't take prisoners. They just murdered you. Like yep. it was it was very brutal. There was a lot of evil, they a lot cruel, of yeah. it was a faithless city. Um and so this place Nineveh is horrible. It is yep. dangerous. It, it is wicked full of evil. Exploiting people, cruelty and war. Like that's terrible. Wicked, wicked city. So now Jonah hears from God and says, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Jonah said, no thanks, I'm out. Here we go. He went down to the port of Joppa, Mm. where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. Tarshish is in the complete opposite direction of, of, of Nineveh. Yep. Um, they they say that it's around south of Spain. So right now, I mean, in this time, they didn't they didn't know about the whole world. Yeah. They kind of just thought this was their world. So Jonah's plan was literally to go to the opposite side of the world. He said, "Nah, nah, God." He's like, "Nah, nah, nah. I, I'm I'm not gonna do that." No, no. I you're don't actually. Think, I don't think I will. You're actually kind of funny for that. But I'm not gonna do that. And in fact, I'm gonna hop on a boat. Yep. And I'm gonna go in the complete opposite direction. I mean, I'm guessing his goal wasn't to run away from 
God himself, because he probably knew that wasn't possible. He's trying to get away from Nineveh as much as possible. Exactly. So, so that, that maybe God could be like, oh, he's too far away. Yeah, like there was no way God would get him back. And like, you know what? I might as well just choose a different prophet. Let me just mm-hmm. go with somebody else. Jo- Jonah's Jonah's yeah. like, no. So so with that, I had two verses come to my head instantly. Okay. And they're in Psalms. And this is what I want to read real quick. This is what I got after reading that part. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what it says in Psalms 139, 7 to 12. I can never escape from your spirit. Boom. Okay. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same Mm. to you. I mean, and Psalms is like before Jonah, right? I mean, like that's just, it's just kind of perfect. And then another verse in Psalms 39, one to six. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. And so it's like, man, like, like God. And you know, maybe he didn't know that he couldn't escape God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. And this is just so, it's just so like simple right here. Like, you know, how many people are trying to run from God right now? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just think, just think about that. Like, he's trying to run from God. It might seem foolish. It might seem like, Jonah, come on now. Like, you're, you're kind of being kind of dumb. Like, you know, you can't run from God. Right. But are you running from God? Yeah. It, like, the way it's depicted in this, in this story, mm-hmm. it makes it seem extreme to the sense of like, bro, this man for real got on a whole boat yeah. and left. But... In our lives, like you said, running from God is not as obvious in a sense mm, yeah. to um to this. Yeah. For a lot of us, it's like, okay, God gave us a ministry in our heart. God gave us a purpose and a calling, something that we're like, mm, maybe not. Let me not do that. Maybe that doesn't make enough money. Maybe that takes mm. a lot of risk. Maybe like, you know, that puts a lot of of um, you know, my future, my future plans that I always had in danger. Like yeah. A lot of the things that God has called us to, sometimes we tend to run away from mm. out of fear because, I'm, I mean, if, if you guys have been in the faith long enough, you know that when God gives you a calling or a purpose or something yeah. to do, it's pretty much never easy. Never easy. And also it, 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 sh- it kind of like it stretches you mm-hmm. and it, it sharpens you and it puts you in a place that you wouldn't have been in. Nope. If God it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's something it's and we say it all the time. It's like, a, you know, it's kind of like a filler. We're like, oh, be uncomfortable. But like. Like for real, like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're you're gonna be put in a place where you're gonna feel like you don't, you're not really good at this, mm-hmm. but God's gonna help you get good at it. Yeah, and maybe you already are like naturally good at it, but now you have to sharpen the gift, mm. and so that's what it is like. And, and not even that, it might just be like God calling you into deeper relationship. Maybe no longer superficial, you know, talking to God. No more mm. like just on the surface church stuff, like. He's calling you into deeper relationship, daily like talk, daily like conversations, daily prayer, daily all this stuff, like for deeper relationship with you. And so a lot of us like can, and I say from experience too, just like running away from God doesn't mean you have to take a ticket to go to like New York or like someplace where you're not, where, where you are not. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's like in your mind, just putting God to the side and putting God in the back of your head. Wow. You can say that that's kind of running from God. Like just putting God in the back of your head, putting him to the side, pushing him there like, oh God, like, eh, you know, I'll put you to the side. I'm gonna do my own thing. Mm. that honestly is like like kind of running away you're kind of just pushing him to the side yeah, and, of and it has that same effect and and like just so the question is like are you running from him yeah. are you 
turning your face to the side from what God is calling you and what God wants you to do. Maybe out of fear or it could be anything. It could be anything. But main mm. thing, you know, we, we view as like maybe it's just it might be fear for you. Maybe you fear change. Maybe you fear this. But is fear causing you to turn your face away from the Lord? I, lo- I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought it up because the Lord will... And, and in this beautiful way, he will continue to nudge you no matter yeah, how yeah. far you try to run from him. Or and, and I just love that you brought up for the people that like they're worried or they, they have fear of going full on board with God. Yeah. And they kind of just are tippy toeing around the waters. Mm. And, and God has been calling you for a while to go full force with him. To say it's time for you to let go of the things that you're holding on to and let me reign over your life. Mm. And so I, I think that's actually a really good example of some some people that tend to do that as a way of running away from God. Yeah. And it's kind of like, let me ignore those nudges as long as I can. And we see Jonah do this in a bit as we keep reading. Kind of just that way of ignoring those nudges and like trying to do our own thing in our own path and saying, I'm going to ignore that calling because that seems really scary. That seems uncomfortable. Well, that maybe seems you difficult. even think that if you ignore it long enough, God's going to forget about you <sighs> or God's going to like just eh, somebody else like, like, no, like you're, mm-hmm. what, what's for you is for you. Yes. If you want to delay it, that's on you. Yes. But what's for you is for you. Walk in that. Remember like, what is it faith? Like maybe confidence or faith, but it's not the faith isn't the absence of fear. It's like going over the fear it's, it's walking yes. with the fear with you like doing it anyways even if the fear is there because mm. fear will be there things like that will be there but are you going to overcome it or are you going to let it deter you and and make you stop in your tracks mm, so so then so then we see that would that mean jonah had a an insane amount of lack of faith mm. because of all right so i mean to be fair we make fun of jonah right we yeah. bash on him we say right. jonah you silly goose yeah. how do you expect to run from god but we just described to you what Nineveh actually was. And the thing is, like, I feel like saying it's evil and wicked doesn't sound that crazy. It's like, oh, like, let me this go to like... Do justice. No, no, no. I, I, was, I was reading into some of it and some people, like, have found uh, letters from the soldiers of Nineveh and it is brutal. Like, mm. so much to the point that I don't even want to say it on this mic. Mm. Like, it's not just like, oh, let me just kill them and then that's a painless that like no they they did some insane things brutal brutal like mind disturbing to hear yeah and the lord says go to this place go to that place yeah and announce my judgment against it because i've seen how wicked his people are so now god is telling him go to this place and announce my judgment, meaning announce that God is about to destroy you. Mm. So I'm going to walk into, you're telling me, you want me to walk into this brutal place, this place full of wickedness and evil and tell yeah. them you're about to get destroyed. Repent. Yeah. I'd be scared for my life. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know what? Let me hop on a boat and let me go to Tarshish, which is exactly what Jonah does. Yeah. So let's continue. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. Now, as a sailor, you only do that when your life is really on the line. Because this was this is how they paid for that trip with the cargo. Oh, yeah, like this cargo. is how they made money. Cargo, and so cargo. for them to be like, okay, we need to throw this overboard so that we can have even the slightest chance of survival. This is the last 
This is the last straw. Last ditch effort, maybe. This is the last effort. Yeah. Right. But all this time, (laughs) Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. What do we think about that? What does this mean for us to see Jonah asleep in this moment? What do you think is happening in Jonah's heart? Why is he sound asleep? I was thinking, like, what's what's going on in his mind right now? Nothing, maybe? Maybe maybe he's just like, you know what? Maybe he's, like, chilling. He's like, all right. I don't got to do that. Maybe he's like, if I die, I die. Hmm. If I die, I don't have to go to Nineveh. That's crazy. (laughs) The ultimate way of running away from God, maybe? Wow. I don't know. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. And so Jonah clearly told these sailors what he was up to. Hmm. Like, you know, he told them, look, I'm running from God because how, you know, they're, they're praying to their gods and he, they, they say, get up and pray to your God. Maybe he'll pay attention to us and spare our lives. Okay. Hmm. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. So God snitched on him, basically. God's like, yo. It's him. It's him. He did it. (laughs) It's him. He did it. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded, who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Isn't it kind of ironic? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, what, how do you feel saying that, bro? Like, how do you just God say that? The land and the sea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jonah's yeah. like Jonah. Jonah, like, I'm gonna run away from God, so I'm gonna go in the sea. Who do you serve? Uh, the God that oh, <laughs> the God that made the sea. Yeah, this is this is awkward. Yeah. Dang, I didn't think of that for <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, The sailors were terrified when they heard this, of course, for he had already told them that he was running away from the Lord. Mm. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. So I don't know how to take this from Jonah, to be honest. I think he's kind of just like, yo, listen, guys, hear me out. I hopped on this on this boat because I'm <laughs> I'm actually trying to run run away from God. Yeah, the God of the sea. Yeah, the God of the land and the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I think you guys should just throw me overboard. Call it a day. The storm will calm down because this is all my fault. Like literally, like nobody else's fault. It's just mine. I ran away from God. So I think the best thing you could do is throw me into the sea. Let me die. I don't have to go to Nineveh. We all win. The storm calms down. You guys get uh, saved. And we're all good to go. Sounds like a plan. Sailors are like, let's see. (laughs) Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them. And they couldn't make it. So these these sailors actually had a, a good heart. They said, let me row as hard as I can because I don't want to have this man's blood, especially if he's telling me he's trying to run away from the Lord. The the Lord and the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. L- yeah, I don't I don't want I'm pretty sure this is like some sort hands. of irony because it's like 
these are like sailors that usually don't have no morals, no ethics, don't care yes. about God. Yeah. Yet these sailors are being more caring more about God than Jonah. Than Jonah, who is a prophet who's of God. A prophet. Yes. And so these sailors are more like, oh God, don't let his blood be like all this stuff. And Jonah's yeah. like, I'm not even obeying him right now. <laughs> the thing is, I laugh because it sounds like relatable. It sounds like oh, yeah. something somebody would possibly say in their head. And something that I thought about too was in this moment, instead of being in Nineveh and causing repentance, mm-hmm. right? He's causing these people like worry and stress and trouble. And so mm. not only not only is the salvation and repentance of Nineveh being delayed, these people on the ship with him are just on like, crossfire. Are in the crossfire. And so two pe- both parties are being like just not just being like troubled because of his mm. disobedience. It's like a lose-lose on each side just because this guy isn't doing what God called him to do. And for him him himself like he's about to wow. be thrown into the water. And so it's all these all these unnecessary wow unnecessary events occurred because of his disobedience. Instead of just him going there and it being a done deal. A lot of it was unnecessary. And that's why like we spoke about it before that we can delay our purpose sometimes just because of our own whatever the case may be. Wow. I, I love that you brought it up. I didn't even think about that. Because it's like let let let's say um our calling from God was a ministry, was a way to impact the world and and to bring people to the feet of Christ and our disobedience stops somebody out there from accepting Christ that's scary mm. that is something that I don't want to mess with and so I think and and the fact that there's crossfire there's people being hurt by your disobedience in, in God is puts puts Jonah in a very interesting position and he's, I, you know, I think there's a lot going on in his heart where he's just like, you know what? Throw me into the sea. Like, mm. I, my disobedience is hurting people, and I don't want to go do that. So, just throw me into the sea. Mm. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot going on in Jonah's heart. But here we go. The Lord does not stop nudging, right? And so then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. So at this point, after praying to their gods, now all of a sudden they're talking to God. Mm the Lord. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sins and don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. So they even knew God had a reason for everything. Come on now. Hmm. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were in awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So just to piggyback what I was saying before, right? Like, yes, it was unnecessary and it caused trouble, yet Romans 3.23, like God causes all things to work together for good. So these sailors were awestruck, and then they vowed to serve God. So, yeah, like their that cargo was gone, like the whole situation could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. But because of the situation... They were blessed and they they vowed to serve God. So yeah, like like I said, it didn't have to happen, but even though it did happen, God will use it for good. Wow. And that's just one example of God using things for good. God uses Jonah's disobedience to bring a boat full of sailors to serve him. To serve him. Powerful. I love that. But now we move on to Jonah, Jonah chapter two. Being in the fish. He's in the fish. Now a lot of you guys are like, yo, that's crazy, bro. You can't do that. 
can't survive. Um, first of all, the fact that I, I do want to say that a lot of people think that Jonah is actually a fairy tale or or just a story that is told, but that didn't actually happen. I I want to say that it it did actually happen, and I believe that it did hmm. because if Jesus spoke about him, if Jesus said and and mentioned him years later yep and and relying relaying it to his death on the cross something that was historically factual i don't think jesus would use something like a fairy tale or something that was just a story a fictional story mm. to justify that and so jonah this definitely did happen and um you know listen Sure, you can bring up science and say, okay, I, I guess like, you know, how scientifically possible is it for somebody to be inside a fish for three days and three nights? I can't tell you that. Because Who knows? I mean, first happen. of all, we don't know what kind of fish were out there back then. Mm. Um, we don't even know what kind of fish are out here right now. <laughs> Word. We, we don't. So, I, I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't dismiss any of that. And so, plus, we, we can't um, discount the, the miracles of the Lord. So, if you do believe in Jesus and who he says he is, Jonah is a um, factual historical yep. timing. Yep. So, here we go. Jonah's prayer. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish, lol. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and the Lord you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the, white, the waves and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my neck. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will, I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit out Jonah, out onto the beach. If you think you're too far from God, that God can't talk to you, Jonah prayed to God in a fish <laughs> in the sea, slimy, disgusting fish like saliva, fish germs. God heard him in the ocean, in a fish. God heard him. God's going to hear you wherever you're at. Well, just know that. Amen. But how funny is it that the Lord ordered the fish to spit at Jonah out, out, out onto the beach? Jonah was probably like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Jonah, all right, so all right, here's what happened. Jonah runs from God. Jonah gets thrown off a boat, swallowed up by a fish. Then he's like, all right, God. I get it. I got you, bro. I got, <laughs> God, <laughs> Jonah's like, all right, I get it. Uh, uh, I'll do anything you tell me to do. God's like, okay, cool. Spits him out onto the beach. What are the odds it's in front of Nineveh? <laughs> if it was in front of Nineveh, it doesn't say, but if it was in front of Nineveh, I, I would I would say, God, you you should be a comedian. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Here we go. John 3, not John. Jonah goes to Nineveh chapter 3. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Okay. 
Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Okay, so we see before Jonah says, I will do anything you tell me to do. And then God's like, okay, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Tell the same thing. Same exact thing? Same thing. For a second time. Is he going to take another boat? Let's see. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's commands. Yes, thank you, Jonah. And went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. Mm. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. First of all, how do we feel about all this before I read the king's decree? So, we talked about fear, right? Yeah. So, I think you'll you kind of be able to like interpret it later, but like... What's going on, you know, is like Jonah's heart, right? The Israelites were raised with this hatred towards the Assyrians, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not only that we, yes, we can say that, you know, he didn't want to go because of fear. But Mm. Jonah had this like hatred that was like implemented in his heart through him being raised through the culture to hate these people. Mm -hmm. So Jonah knew about God's grace, his forgiveness, his love. He, he, He knew all of it. But did he want that grace and forgiveness and love? to be given to the Assyrians. Yeah. He didn't want it to be. Cause, and like that's the reason. Like his hatred, it was yes, it was fear that he didn't go, mm-hmm. but it was also mainly just hatred for the people that he did not want these people to receive God's love. Yeah. And so it's like in his heart, like what I see is like, you know, his, his, his the, the conforming of his mind through his culture kind of created a barrier for him to obey God's will. Like mm-hmm. his own like preconceived like thoughts and his own like thinking just came in between his his obedience towards God. Like, because again, he knew God was forgiving and all this stuff, but God forgiving those people? I don't know about that. Like, mm-hmm. he did not have the right view of, of, of who God was. He did not have that right thinking like that God could forgive and love and have grace and mercy like towards that. everybody. Not just him and the Israelites, but towards everybody. Because you know, in the Bible it says like God wants all people to repent and give their lives to him. Mm-hmm. So, the moment he goes to Nineveh, and this is something you don't even see, but like, you know, so he doesn't like Nineveh. He hates them, whatever, but he goes. He obeys God and yeah. he goes to Nineveh and he's preaching it. When he does preach, he gives the most like lousy preaching possible. He gives like five words. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. just think about that. He's like, in three days, y'all gonna die. Yeah. Like, that's because he was so, you know, it's kind of petty. He's like, in three days, y'all dead, bro. And he just walked. Like, he, did, he didn't even give him like any effort towards yeah, 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 the actual yeah. preaching. Like he gave the most minimal effort. And yet, look what happened. The king, everybody, and then mama like was like just repenting and for, like, just being like, <laughs> yo, oh. And he gave yo. like five words. So even in his like, in his lack of um, effort, like, effort yeah, like his yeah. minimal effort towards preaching and saying like, you know, the like what God told him to say, the, the, the king, the people, the animals, I don't know how, <laughs> repented and like they, they stopped sinning. Just so you can see, just so you can see, like like how Jonah was, like his hatred towards him to the fact that yeah, he yeah, just yeah, gave yeah, a minimal yeah. effort to it. So yeah, he he finally does obey God, and I mean he does, but he goes and he puts no effort into yeah. it. He says, "In forty days, you guys will be destroyed." Okay, bye. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, even the cows 
They're all repenting. What are you talking about? A city that's known for evil. A city yeah. that is known for its wickedness. For some random guy to walk through it and just be like, 40 days out there. And everybody, everybody changed. Everybody mm-hmm. repented. Everybody, the king, like, went down from his throne. Like, just, just so you guys can know what's mm-hmm. going on. Because, uh, uh, you know, you describing Jonah's hatred for his enemies, it, he was probably deep down wanting God to destroy them. Yeah. He said, okay, if I put in no effort, they're not going to listen to me. Yeah. Why would they listen to me if I say, yeah. in 40 days, you guys are going to die and be destroyed by God's judgment? Okay, just put me in jail or kill me. Yeah. And that's it. I did it, God. Hey, hey. Like, as if he's trying to find a loophole around God. Mm. And so he, his effort is is wanting for them not to listen so that God does destroy them. Yeah. And and then Yet it makes they, me think yeah. about, okay, maybe, you know, for that, not maybe, but for that reason, Jonah probably ran away. Yeah. Because it's like, if I delay this, then maybe nobody will tell them and they'll be destroyed. Mm-hmm. If I run away on this boat and I don't do what God told me to do, you know, nobody's going to tell them to repent. They're not going to repent and God's going to destroy them. Destroy my enemies. And it's really, it's a matter of your agenda versus God's agenda. Mm. And choosing his, not yours. Even though you want yours to be done because your hatred and your right. and you don't want God to forgive that person or whatever. Like mm-hmm. It's either your agenda or his. And his agenda is always... Yeah, but that's what's beautiful about God's heart is he didn't pick a new prophet. Mm. He didn't pick somebody else. He said, Jonah, I want you. And I know you have this hatred towards the Assyrians, towards the Ninevites. So let's work on that as you do this. So multitasking. multitasking. The, Lord, the Lord loves doing that, doesn't he? He, he? he just orchestrates it all. He's like, Yo, he does. Jonah has this, because of Jonah's hatred towards the Ninevites, he feels like they can't receive my grace and mercy. But now he's going to learn, whether it's through a fish or not, yeah. that he's going to learn that everybody can receive my grace and my mercy, my love and my patience, my forgiveness, my goodness. And we're going to have this very large city yep. repent including the king not to mention the sailors that were also saved like god okay i'm, I'm just and while he learns about my grace being for everybody these people will be saved in the process even if he does minimal effort and says five words wow wow that's just god right there and so this is what the king sends out throughout the whole city no one not even the animals from your herds and flocks may eat or drink anything at all the animals are fasting bro people and animals alike must wear garments of mourning and everyone must pray earnestly to god they must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence who can tell perhaps even yet god will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us when god saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Hmm. Even the animals fasted. But what the animals do, bro? Well, they were probably even wicked too. They probably trained them to be wicked. <laughs> like to beat up anybody that's not from there or something. I don't know. So here we go. Read it, brother. Read it. Here we go. G- Jonah's anger at the Lord's mercy. <laughs> Never thought I'd read something like that. Right. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry, so he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. Mm. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. 
I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied. Actually, I don't want to read that yet. How do we feel about this? Jonah's angry at the Lord's mercy. First of all, the, the same mercy that was given to him mm. for going on and running away to on this boat, mm. putting the life of sailors on the line. Wow, I like that. Thrown into a whole fish into the sea and swallowed up by fish and saved because he was about to die. And so the Lord's mercy, grace, and love for Jonah, but now he's angry that the Lord is doing that for somebody else. It just shows how blind he was. Mm-hmm. By, by his anger. Yep. Just shows. Yeah. He couldn't even see it. But imagine being so angry at this entire city that you're just like, I want them to be absolutely murdered by God. Mm-hmm. I want them to be destroyed. And so Jonah's rage and anger at them blinds them. And now his anger is tur- turned towards the Lord because it's like, how are you going to love my enemies? Mm. Look at everything they did. Look how horrible they are. Why do you think I ran away? Because I knew you were going to forgive them. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. And so the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Okay. Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Same thing as before. Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? And that is it. And that's the book of Jonah? And that is the book of Jonah. So, let's talk about this plant. I just read a lot. Hmm. The Lord says, is it right for you to be mad about this? Okay. So then he goes out into this big hill so that he can kind of see over the whole, the whole city, right? Yeah. And then this really hot weather comes to him. Yeah. But God has this plant that grows and covers him from the heat. Okay. And John is, not John, Jonah, very grateful of this plant. Oh my gosh, finally some shade. I can rest. Yeah. How nice. But then a worm comes and eats the plant and he no longer has any shade. Now he wants to die because it's so hot. Okay. And the Lord says, is it right for you to be angry? about this plant he's like yes it died i love what god responds where it's like what about nineveh 
120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. The reason that hit me was because I look at the world around me and it is a a lot more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. Hmm. And I do not ever want my disobedience to get in the way of those people finding truth and finding life and being removed from spiritual darkness. And I think that response from God was beautiful to Jonah because it kind of it kind of goes off of what the Bible talks about, about how we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Hmm. And he's like, Jonah, these people, yeah, they're wicked and they're evil, but that's because they're in spiritual darkness. They don't know truth. You showed them truth today. You know, you hate them because of their ways, but... You'd rather them die than turn from their ways. Hmm. And it's just to show like God showing Jonah, like no matter what you do, not only, not only am I always going to have grace for you in the sense of like, yo, you tried to run away and I still saved you multiple times from dying. Crazy. Not only did I do that, but I gave you a purpose. I gave you a calling, which is something great. You were able to be used by God to go and free people from spiritual darkness. 120,000 people. Nineveh, this is not just some town that popped up. This was a very wealthy and powerful city. And God tells you to go talk to him and have them repent where even the king and the animals are fasting. People would would give a lot to have a purpose like that, an impact Mm. like that. But sometimes our hatred for our enemy blinds us. Yeah. yeah. I think there's so much to learn from from Jonah. And okay. it's very relatable. Oh, yeah. You know how we talked about it in the beginning where it's like we we run away but in different ways. I, I feel like we mm-hmm. both have run away at times in our lives. 100%. From the calling it. God has given us. Watch the testimony episode. You watched, Yeah, for sure. Watch the testimony episode. We did that one a, a while ago. but. And so, yeah. God still has that mercy on us to give us that second, third, fourth, yep. fifth chance to be an instrument and a tool for God's kingdom. What do you get out of the story of Jonah? I mean, with the flower, I mean, with the plant, what I view is just like, you know, God is saying like, you know, God was like, you didn't make that plant. You didn't raise that plant up. You didn't make it grow. You didn't make it die. And yet you're mad about it. You didn't make Nineveh. You didn't make the people there. And like, can, can I be mad at it? Like, can, can't I feel bad about this? That the fact that like these people that I created, you know, mm. are acting this way and I don't want them to pass. I want them. I want all people to be saved. And so it's just like that, uh-huh. that first comparison, just like you're mad at the plant. Can I, I at least feel compassion for these people? Mm. Like you didn't, you didn't raise that plant. You didn't raise these people. Yeah, you're mad about the plant. Yeah, I can't. I can't be compassionate over these people. That's the first thing, yeah. which I think was such a cool way just to teach Jonah something. And something that we have to realize too is, you know, the book ends with God's response, but we don't see Jonah's response. And the purpose for that is just for because the book is supposed to be like a mirror. You know, it's like just like to look at yourself. Mm. Like, how would you respond to this? How would you respond to someone that you hate? Someone that like you have a lot of bitterness towards? Like maybe you're trying to get over someone that you don't want 
for God to forgive, or maybe you don't want to forgive them. What if they change? What if they receive God's mercy and God's grace and they change and, and, and mm. God forgave them and God didn't destroy them, but God gave them a purpose. Yeah. God gave them joy. God gave them peace. Like all this amazing stuff. How would you feel about that? And that's why that the book ends without Jonah's response. It's for you. It's to ask you the question. How would you respond? Mm. If the person that was that did you wrong, all this stuff, received God's mercy. Wow. It's just a check on your heart. How would you respond to that? Mm, beautifully said. Beautifully said. And I would just encourage, you know, anybody listening to this episode, like, if there has been a calling on your life, mm-hmm. a purpose God has given you, yep. do not run away. Do not disobey. I know it can be scary. I know there can be some anger in your heart. I know there's a lot of things that could be happening in your mind and in your heart that make you go, I don't want to do that. I don't. But God will send that fish, however that looks like in your life, because he, he's not going to just change his mind if you take too long. You know, that purpose was for you. And he's going to keep giving you that purpose and that calling so that you can do the things that he needs you to, to do so that you can impact the world because it was, it was meant for you. This, this calling, yeah, he could have gave it to another prophet, a prophet maybe that didn't have that anger towards the Ninevites. Mm. Would the sailors have gotten saved? And would his own heart position been altered mm. and transformed and renewed throughout this situation no god god had destined and and he needed jonah to do this this was jonah's mission because god had an ultimate plan not only for the ninevites not only for the sailors but for him the messenger there was a huge impact for him and so i think there's a lot of um purpose that is that is um mentioned in this in this story there's a lot of God's character that is talked about in this story. The fact that he's like, listen, these people are very wicked. But hey, I created them. And I want them to turn from their ways. No matter how far they think or you think they've gone, I still want them to turn from their ways. Hmm. And so there's a lot of forgiveness that's involved here. A lot of compassion from God. I think I think a lot of this is just beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's very and relatable, you know, Jonah and and his just desire to run away from God. And like for a lot of us, it was backsliding in our faith. I know for me, it was that where it was like, I want to, Me too. I don't want to do that. I want to live, live my life. And that's in quotes and have fun at the age that I'm at. I don't want to start doing the things that God's calling me to. Mm. That sounds boring. That sounds like I can't live my life. Mm. And I ran away. I did my thing. I did the things that I wanted to do. And guess what? Woo! Did a big fish swallow me? Huh? Yes, it did. And I had that same prayer Jonah did. And it was, God, you know what? You've always been there for me. I need you. I need you. I'll do anything you say. Yeah. God's like, okay. So I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? The same thing I gave you before. Can you do it this time? Yes, I will. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you guys for tuning in.
We hope you guys got something out of this episode. We hope you guys learned. If you did not know the story of Jonah, there you go. Now you know. Check out the other two, Daniel in the Lion's Den, David and Goliath, and more to come. Let us know what stories in the Bible or what passages, whatever you guys want us to read, let us know in the comments and we will for sure be doing episodes on that. We love you. Thank you for watching till the end. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always check out the next episode. Check out the episode before. We love you. Share, subscribe, comment, sign up for the Patreon, all that beautiful stuff. We love you. We'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace out, everybody.